Welcome to Mile High Magazine with your hosts, Adam Morgan, Murphy Houston, and Melissa Moore. Mile High Magazine takes a look at the issues and people shaping Colorado, presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. Now, here's your host, Melissa Moore. Hi, it's Melissa Moore. Thanks for being here for Mile High Magazine on this Sunday morning. All right, holidays, great time to give presents, but pets should not be presents. All right, let's talk to Maya Brousseau, who is the public relations manager for the Denver Dumb Friends League. I mean, we, we talk about this every year, and every year somebody still gives a puppy, a kitten, an animal as a present. Yeah, it sounds so adorable. Sure. You know, the thought of it is really adorable and fun, but the reality of it is not fun. It's right. just not a good idea. It's not a great thing to surprise somebody with because it is a lifetime commitment to adopt a pet. And every person's ideal pet is different. Mm -hmm. Your perfect pet is very different from my perfect pet. And me making a decision like that for you, it's just not a good idea. No. And it's hard, too, because you'll see the TV commercials and in the box is this adorable little puppy and everybody's thrilled. And I think it's different if you as a family decide, hey, this is a good time of year for us. We want to do this because everybody's off work right now and we can be home. Mm -hmm. But that's different than giving somebody else a present. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes this might be a great time of year, like you were saying, for people to adopt because they might have some extra time off. Mm -hmm. The kids are out of school. It'd be a great time to really get to know your pet, establish a good schedule. But if you have a lot of people coming to your home, you know, if you're having a lot of company or parties Mm -hmm. or you're going to be traveling, it's really not a good idea to adopt a pet right now. And then the other part of it is, like you said, you know, yes, grandma might need a dog or a cat to keep her company. But how about grandma's a part of picking out that pet rather right. than you deciding which pet is the best pet for grandma? Right. You don't just show up, yes. you know, with a giant like Burmese mountain dog. Like, here you go, grandma. <laughs> exactly. That might not be the right choice. <laughs> no, may not be the right choice. Uh, so we adopted Toothless a little over a year ago, and that's our cat. I've got a dog and a cat. And put the tree up this year, and I don't know what's going on. He sits under the tree all the time. You know, it's funny. Cats seem to like to sit underneath the tree. I don't know if it's because they are trying to connect with their wild ancestors and be underneath trees. <laughs> I don't know. It's a um, fake tree, too. I'm like, buddy, it's fake. It's fake. Everything's fake. <laughs> I know, but they, they do. They sit, and, and maybe it's because we put that nice uh, Christmas tree skirt underneath, yeah. and it's soft, and it's some, something new, and they can kind of hide a little bit. Oh, I know hysterical. cats seem to be obsessed with them. They love it. Okay. Okay. So it's not just my cat, because yeah. that, that's what I was wondering. And I know, talking about trees and pets, you've got to be careful, especially with live trees. Yeah. If you have a live tree, you should really make sure that the water uh, area is covered up because bacteria can breed in that and that can make your pet sick. So you definitely want to be careful with that. No matter what kind of tree you have, make sure you have it mounted up really well. They like it's nice and sturdy and it Mm -hmm. can't be easily knocked over because a curious pet could very easily knock it over. Yep. Cats, again, we go back to cats. They often have a tendency to play with ornaments and Mm -hmm. things like that on the tree. So if there's anything that's breakable... (laughs) Put it up higher on the tree so they can't reach it and use, you know, plastic or wooden ornaments further down. So um, they don't get hurt breaking it. And also you don't get sad that a favorite ornament got broken, too. Well, it was so funny because we had this really cute ornament low on the tree. Didn't think anything above it. All of a sudden I see the cat just boom. Bing, 
think mm-hmm. this I'm like, all right, we're gonna be moving that one. Yeah, I, I've decided that I think my cats see the Christmas tree and think, Oh my gosh, look at this amazing toy you brought in the house for me. <laughs> this is gonna be so much fun. Where my dog is terrified of the tree. Oh no. You know, he's scared of everything. So it's like, oh my gosh, what's that big thing doing here? Um holidays also I think means so many different kinds of food coming into the house. And it's funny how many people come over to my house and they ask the same thing. They're like, Can I give your dog a little of this? I'm like, please don't. Yeah, if he good. gets sick. Thankfully, your your uh, your folks are asking because sometimes people will think they're being cute and try to slip a little something under the table for the dog or for the cat or something. And it's really just not a, gr- a good idea to share your holiday food. It's rich and it's very hard for them to be able to digest it. Mm-hmm. And some of it can be dangerous. You know, right. chocolate. We've talked about this before. Chocolate, onions, raisins, alcohol. Make sure they cannot get any access to that because if they do ingest that type of thing, they could become very, very sick and it can even be deadly. So if you think your pet has ingested that type of thing, make sure you call your veterinarian immediately. Right. And just keep it up and away. Yeah, you know, exactly. Keep I think it out that's of reach. The hardest, that's the hardest thing, too, is you have people over and food gets left on the table. And I've got a dog that's like, blah, blah, blah. You know, he'll mm-hmm. come by and he's just like a little Hoover taking everything up. <laughs> and, and also sometimes what can happen, too, people might give you a gift that's uh, chocolate wrapped up and it's under your tree. Oh, yeah. So um, try to know what's under the tree yeah. because a curious dog could easily just like hop in there. And- right. Let's talk a little bit about if you do have to travel. And you're leaving your home with like pets that are any tips for that? You know, it's probably a good idea if you're going to do something like that to if you've got your tree out and you're not going to be home to be Mm -hmm. able to watch anything. um, Try to keep your pets out of that area where the tree is so they don't have access to the water. They don't knock it over. They don't cause any issues like that. Any decorations, you know, keep those like candles, things like that. Mm -hmm. Keep them up high. Keep them away. Make sure you're you're. this is always a good tip anyway for any pet sitter or something. Make sure that they've got good contact information for either a friend or family member that's close by that can come help or also your veterinarian so that if something mm-hmm. does happen, unfortunately, that they know exactly where to take them. Most pet sitters will ask you for that information, right, but right. definitely make sure that that stuff is out there. And also, if you decide to get some holiday plants, people love to bring poinsettias in the house and have holly and yeah. mistletoe. Those can be poisonous to pets as well. So it's probably best to not have those out if you're not going to be home, if you're going to be out of town and, and your pets might have access to the house or somebody right. might let them into a room they shouldn't be in. Right. Are they just toxic to pets? I mean, because I have a poinsettia at home they, and I keep it up high. So that neither of them, because my cat's too fat to get up there, <laughs> so he can't really get up there. So I'm like, neither of you can make it up here. That's the best practice. Like, okay. keep it out of reach and to where they can't get a hold of it, and it should be just fine. Right. I told them, look, this could make you both sick. I just don't know if they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the two of them, sometimes they tag team things to get what they want. Right. They'll work together. Oh, my gosh. Or the dog steals the cat treats. That's the best. Oh, yeah. The cat begs for them, and then Cisco comes in and just swoops them up with his big fat tongue and then the cat beats him up I'm like awesome <laughs> free entertainment right it really really is so I know there are a lot of dogs and cats and let's go over the adoption process for the Denver dumb friends like if you've been thinking and you've been wanting to adopt an animal number one don't do it just because it's the holidays or a gift but if it's something you've been considering for a long time and now's a good time for your family, let's talk a little bit about the process that goes into adoption. The number one thing we always ask people to do is to go online, go to ddfl.org, 
take a look at the pets that are available for adoption. Um, also, actually, I should step, step backwards. Before you even do that, you should have a good, honest talk with yourself and your family about what you're looking for from mm-hmm. a pet. If you're thinking of adopting a dog, do you want a young dog that's very active that you're, you're going to take out on runs and hikes on a regular basis? Or do you want an older dog that maybe is going to just kind of hang out with the family and watch movies all day? Right. Be very honest with yourself about what you're looking for in a dog because it's super easy to jump online and see a really cute photo and be like, that's the one I want. Mm -hmm. But that might not be the right one for you. So make sure you know that. Our adoption counselors are amazing. They are awesome. So once you go in and you you have an idea of what you want and you've maybe checked out a couple online and Mm -hmm. you're like, hey, I kind of like this one, this one, and this one. Talk to them. They'll let you know if those dogs or cats or whatever pets you're looking for are the right fit for what your family has going on. Mm -hmm. And if they're not, they'll also work with you to help find you the right pet. And it's, 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 it's such a good kind of collaborative process as you're looking for a pet. Right. So then once you find that you you decide, maybe there's a few you want to meet, you'll have the chance to meet with them. They'll leave you, you know, alone with the pet. So you have time to kind of Feel each other out. Yeah, and I thought that was great how you get it. You get in that room and you just have some one-on-one time. Yeah, you have time to sit there and and you know think about it, discuss it with your family. The yep. family's in the room too. Always tell people if you have kids, bring the kids with you. Make mm-hmm. sure that the pet is anybody who's going to live in the home should really meet the right. pet before the pet comes home. And if you have a resident dog and you're thinking of bringing another dog home, it's always a good idea to bring your dog with you too. We invite you to bring your dog oh, with I you. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that way, you know, we can have a meeting, make sure the dogs are going to get along. Mm-hmm. Some dogs, you know, it's no problem at all. But some right. dogs can be, you know, just like people. They yeah. might like certain dogs, but not like other dogs. So. Right. So yeah, you bring them with you and everybody has a chance to meet if it's the right fit. The actual process itself is pretty simple. You fill out the paperwork, there's an adoption fee and mm-hmm. it ranges depending upon the pet's age and you can walk out with your new family member right there. Right there. Yeah. I mean, that's what we did with uh, our cat Toothless, but it has been such a great experience and I really credit the adoption counselors with that because she came in, um, the woman that we met with and she's like, okay, have you ever had a cat before? I'm like, no, not a clue. She's like, okay, let's start from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And they told us exactly how to integrate the cat into the house. We have a dog. Didn't know how that was going to go. And it's been great. But I really think it was her advice from the beginning that helped us get there. Yeah. And that's another thing they're really good about. They'll ask you those questions. You're adopting a cat, but you have a dog at home. How do you introduce the two so that hopefully everybody can live in peace? Yep. Um, and also the great thing is, is that if if uh, you are having issues, you can, you can make an appointment. You can go online to ddfl.org and look at the behavior section. Mm-hmm. And we actually have a behavior helpline. So if you are having issues with like, the meeting or something like that, they, you can set up a one-on-one call. And that resource is actually available to anybody, regardless of if you've adopted your pet from the Dumb Friends League. Oh, that's Doesn't nice. Doesn't matter where your pet came from if you're having some some issues, like, you know, minor behavior issues that mm-hmm. you need to work through. Right. The goal is obviously to keep pets in the home. And if, you know, the next yep. step might be that you have to bring the pet in because it's not working out, we're going to try to do our best to help keep you guys together. The other thing that I love, speaking of the phone calls, um, that you guys called to check on us. How's yeah. it going? How's mm-hmm. he doing? I'm like, he's doing great, actually. Yep. Yeah. Follow up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. See how things are going. And it exactly. was, and that was just really nice. Just that constant check. And, you know, the other thing is, and I think, you know, for me, it is such a peace of mind. The fact that when we adopted Toothless, he was chipped. Right. And that's a big deal because especially when you adopt an animal and you don't always know their past, mm-hmm. you know, you don't know if they're going to run out the door or not. Mm-hmm. 
And there's just kind of such a comfort to know, okay, he's got a chip. We're all set. We keep a close eye on him anyway, but should something happen, at least we know that's going on. Yeah, it's great. When you adopt, you know, there's a, a couple of things that you get whenever you adopt your pet. You get a free uh, visit at a participating veterinarian uh, within 14 days of adoption, which is great. So you can take them in, make sure everything looks good health-wise, even though they've been checked over before right. we've adopted them out. Um, your pet has been spayed or neutered. Mm-hmm. Your pet will go home with that microchip that's registered to you. And then it's just up to you to make sure if you ever change phone numbers or move mm-hmm. that you update that information, which is super important because there's nothing sadder than getting a chip that we scan and the phone number is a dead end or the right. email nobody responds to. And then the other thing that I know we've talked about in the past that I think is really cool is that we have our sit-stay shops at the Buddy Center in Castle Rock and then also at the Quebec Street Shelter in Denver, where if there's like other supplies that you need to pick up. As you're taking your new pet home, I know they have like a little cat starter kit there. Oh my there. gosh, it was perfect. Yeah, extra things like that, toys, so that way you can bring mm-hmm. your pet home with some extra stuff. So it's a great resource to have right there. That was like huge for us because we went home and I'm like, okay, we are good to go now. Um, I know Denver Dem Friends League is always raising money. What do you guys have going on right now? Well, we are still working on our capital campaign, which is called our Building a Better Way Home campaign. We are expanding our shelter and also renovating other areas that uh, need some need to grow and need space for us to be able to care for more pets. Mm-hmm. So that has been going on since I think it was June of 2017. In the uh, second quarter of next year of 2019, we're hoping to open up the new space in the shelter. We're going to be growing the space by about 30%. That's huge. It's it's a big jump. It's a big jump. And so we'll be able to help more pets by expanding our space like that. And then after we move into that new space, we'll be moving into the renovation phase of some of the older spaces. Double our veterinary services area, which is really important because pets, back when it was built, back Mm -hmm. in the 70s, we basically just spayed and neutered pets and that was it. Right. Now... We do so much more. We spay and neuter them, of course. Like pets don't walk out our doors without being spayed or neutered. Right. Um, but they also receive, you know, orthopedic surgeries, mm-hmm. soft tissue surgeries and soft tissue repair. Um, we will perform dental surgeries on pets because a lot of pets come to us and they have painful mouths mm-hmm. and it's it's causing them to suffer. And so we'll go in and, and be able to do that type of thing for them. So we've expanded what we're doing for pets. So we need to expand our size. So right. we're still, we still have, I think only about $4 million left to go on okay. the, uh, on that. I know I said only 4 million. It's because well, it was a $40 million okay. campaign. I was so <laughs> say, you're down to 10%. So right. I mean, that's pretty amazing when you think of it like that. Yes. So we, we still need to finish it all up, but um, it'll be completely done in the, there's another about a year and a half total okay for, for both the new section and, and the renovation the renovation to be complete it's really exciting because we're going to be able to help so many more pets and we can't think i mean the community's already been so generous helping us get where we are but we're always looking for more help with that so doing some year-end push you know that's a great time people are feeling really giving and people are feeling really generous and so we hope you'll consider the dumb friends league and you'll be able to help change lives and help pets in need Where can they go to make that donation? You can just go to ddfl.org and a little thing will pop right up and you can click right on it. And a cute, cute dog named Buckley is sitting there. (laughs) I've seen Buckley. Very cute. (laughs) He's adorable. So you can just click on Buckley and you can make a donation. All right. My Brusso, public relations manager for the Denver Dumb Friends League. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Have a great holiday. You as well. I'm Melissa Moore. This is Mile High Magazine. Thanks for spending your Sunday with me.